0: Hello everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Two Jobbers and a Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. What's going on, everybody? How's everyone doing this week? Uh, this week, Jobber I have on the show this week is a good friend of mine, Mister Jason Aquendo. Jason, how you doing, my guy?
1: Hey, John, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, having me on your show. Uh, it's an honor to be on the second episode, and um, I just want to congratulate you for uh, starting this again, and um, I'm hoping that it goes far for you, man.
0: Thank you, man. I, I absolutely appreciate it. But before we get into, you know, what we're here for, which is obviously wrestling, um, how are you doing, man, with the whole coronavirus, quarantine, like, how are you doing, personally?
1: Uh, Stressed. Annoyed, uh, scared, all that stuff. Uh, this is what you get when you have to uh, when when you technically are an essential worker. So you are, you um, are indeed an essential it, worker. It, it, it's it's tough, man, but I at least have to make the best out of it. It's a gift and a curse right now. Um, blessed to be working, but it sucks to be working too. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say after that.
0: No, listen, man, I. Have- Absolutely hear you, you know, and, and listen, from everyone, not, not just me, but all around the world, we thank you for the essential work that you're doing. Thank you, I appreciate it. So, on today's podcast, we will be discussing the recap of WrestleMania, and what an interesting WrestleMania it was.
1: Yes, <laughs> it I was. say so
0: myself. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> Definitely was. Definitely interesting, but there are a couple things I want to touch upon before we get there. Something that we were doing all of last week, you and myself, uh, we were watching older WrestleMania matches, you know, getting pumped for Mania this, and just watching, getting excited. And one match that you you had brought up to watch was Rock Austin 1, WrestleMania yes. 15. Yes. And I've already established here, in my opinion, WrestleMania 17 is the best of the Rock versus Austin. However, I will tell you this, though. Watching that match, WrestleMania 15, we were watching, and was, and we both of us were like, "Wow, this is a damn good match!" Like, well, like I, I feel like maybe because of how big 17 was, because everyone, as everyone has already said, that match defines the Attitude Era. But hold on a second, this WrestleMania 15 match, this this was the beginning of the Attitude. This is what lit the fire. It seemed like. <laughs> What, what, what do you have to say about the
1: WrestleMania 15 match between uh, Rock and Austin? Hey, before we, co- uh, we go with the 15 match, uh, let's not forget, I think, not you, but I think a lot of people have WrestleMania 17 as their favorite Rock versus Austin match. Um, and what a great promo, by the way, uh, during that Rock and Austin <laughs> uh, time. Um, I, to this day, I think it's still probably the best of the best out there. Uh, when it comes to the WWE uh, promos. So, um, yeah, it's tough to top that, man. But with WrestleMania 15 with The Rock and Austin, that was really, really the start of this really big feud that they had. Um, I know they continue it from that time before they got into the WrestleMania 15, but that was the match that really started it all to continue the WrestleMania 17 and the WrestleMania 19. Um, and it, it just brought back so much memory man as a kid um ordering from pay-per-view since we didn't have <laughs> WWE Network, absolutely. <laughs> um but also the time man just seeing that match and and going and, and me personally I wanted the Rocks to win. Uh it, it was a bummer uh to see um the Rock lost. Uh, but I definitely did want the Rock win, but uh, that match was just absolutely great. And to see when uh, the, uh, when Stone Cold actually stunned the Rock and the Rock did that flip, it was just a defining moment. I could just <laughs> I could remember my friend because I was watching it with my friend, just flipping out. Like even though I wanted the Rock to win, I was like, Oh my God, what just happened right now? How did the Rock just do that? So it, it was definitely a great match. But I, like I told you that night. I don't want people to really forget how great uh, great that WrestleMania 15 was with The Rock and Austin that really, really started that feud between them after that. Well, to go on from there on.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think you absolutely hit it on the head. And I'm going to recommend to people that if you haven't watched Rock Austin 1 in a a, a while, say a couple of years, go back and watch it because – Again, I watched it the other night, and I was like, this was a phenomenal match. Like, you can't just skip over. And just because, again, people do it. Set, listen, WrestleMania 17 is, in my opinion, the
1: best. But I won't lie, 15 is right up there. It's right there with it. Yep. And um, I think – so what makes 17 better than 15 is that in 17, it really was at the peak of Austin and The Rock where the 15 was still getting there with the Rock and, and Austin. Absolutely. You really didn't know what was going on with them. You didn't know if they were going to be the big dogs out there. But 17 definitely made them, like, the top dogs. And that's what made it so good for WrestleMania 17. But WrestleMania 15 with the Rock and Austin, man, let's not forget about that one.
0: Absolutely. Uh, next thing I want to touch on here. So WrestleMania, as a concept... To the wrestlers, especially in the WWE, that day is is the biggest day. That is that is their Super Bowl. That is that is their big event. And you will see in documentaries over the years, as we've seen already, that wrestlers are always on edge that day. They're excited. They're nervous. They know that this is it. This is the, the, the showcase of the immortals. This is where legends are made. How do you think wrestlers felt this year to actually – Get to watch their WrestleMania matches from home.
1: Um, I want to say it was probably weird for them. It was definitely different. Um, to see that this was probably recorded two weeks before uh, WrestleMania actually dropped this weekend. Yeah. Um, it, it might have. It like I said, it might have just been different for them. It was weird maybe a little confusing for them because they're so used to just doing live events so for them to record it was probably a little different for them but I want to say they were probably also looking at matches and saying, man I, I wish I could have done this or I wish I could have done that so I was I would was, I was assume they were judging themselves as well um I actually I think they were probably judging themselves more than anything <laughs> of what they probably could have done better in any ways but um it was probably definitely weird for them. I I'm definitely don't see it as a um, as something where, like, oh, they were probably cool with it. Uh, the only thing I could think that they were cool about was, hey, you know what? I'm watching it here, relaxing with my family and loved ones during this tough time. But uh, I know it's definitely weird for them in some ways.
0: Uh, I would absolutely have to agree with you. But I, I do feel like they were – it definitely was um... – a bunch of pressure lifted off their shoulders because again, that, that's a day where they're they're hectic, they're all over the place. You guys do this, you guys do that, and to just have a day where it's like, oh, like, like again, this will probably never happen again, where you can be home with your family, relaxing, like, and just to get to enjoy what you do best, which is wrestling. So I, I would agree that they they probably weird, but they definitely enjoyed being able to be home and watch WrestleMania with their family. I would have
1: to agree with that. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about that. You might be right. But <laughs> know that they're not not—they're not in the hectic moment. They're like, I'm actually chilled and relaxed. Yeah, yeah, might be right.
0: That's a good call on you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now, I think it's time to start running down this uh, two-night WrestleMania card. You ready to do this?
1: Yeah, by the way, can I just thank the WWE for actually making this a two-night, rather a one-night uh, I have a question for you before we even start this. I love questions, please. <laughs> when did WrestleMania really start at this five, six hours? I'm, I was trying to remember this. I want to say, what was it WrestleMania 28 that started happening? Because it's WrestleMania, these I, hours could be super long, man. So for see. them to actually do the two nights was actually perfect, man. And And if they want to continue these long hours to show their talent in the WWE, man, please do it, man, because it was so, so worth it, man. So to answer your question,
0: I want to say that this started in WrestleMania 30, just because that's the first WrestleMania where the network launched, and I know this is when they started doing more of the uh, pre-shows and adding more time to the mania because they could, because you know they were on their own network, they didn't have to pay for it, whatever. So I want to say it was WrestleMania 30. But now I have a question to throw back at you. Before we get into this. And it's actually a question I was gonna ask later on, but you know what, since you brought it up, we'll
1: ask it now. Do you do you think WrestleMania should be a two night event moving forward? Oh, please. I would hope so, man. Like the only thing I could see this not happening or probably could affect it, is that Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken, that's when they uh introduced the WWE's Hall of Famers, right? Uh well, it could be because they've changed days many a times. But I feel like their
0: scheduling, they, they could definitely find a way to make it happen. Because, that, listen, that, that's what they do best, their scheduling. I think they could definitely schedule it in a way that they want. So let's say it all worked out the way that they wanted. Do you think it should be a two-night event?
1: Oh, I would love it to be a two-night event, to be honest with you. This was, it was actually great, man, because you know what? We saw it at 7 o'clock. It was done by 10 o'clock. That was great. The next uh, uh next night on Sunday was from seven o'clock, or actually a little earlier than that, with the pre-show and everything. But like the main event started with the WrestleMania was at seven o'clock and it ended at ten thirty. I was actually fine with that, man. That was actually great, man. Because um, a regular WrestleMania on a Sunday, I think it will start at I wanna say four or five o'clock. Pre-show, and it doesn't yeah. end in, it doesn't end until like eleven o'clock. Almost. It Sometimes, seems like almost it seems like almost 12 o'clock but listen uh, I was last, absolutely uh actually liked that they actually did this uh two night event for Saturday and Sunday and I was just hoping in the long term that they probably did see success in this and they probably see this in the long term to do that and and listen like you said about the long hours
0: last year at Mania the main event that I went to last I, I was at Mania last year the main event did not start until midnight so just imagine that
1: <laughs> and, and and listen man you think uh you think the 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 wwe will actually help these hotels if you book a two night like well yeah actually i take that back they they have those nights where it's booked multiple times because it's like a long event it's a, it's a um, long weekend though would it have been a little different this year since smackdown now is on a friday
0: uh scheduling Days probably would have been, been, been scheduling probably would have been different yeah probably not gonna lie yeah
1: yeah. Well, I think they should do two nights, man. Uh, I think, it was actually great. I, I, I two, enjoyed it a lot. I, I
0: would have to agree. I think the two nights was fun. It was entertaining. Um, and listen, we, we, we did it with our friends through video chat because of what's going on in the world. But imagine, imagine hanging out with your friends Saturday night, watching WrestleMania, and then them coming back on Sunday to continue WrestleMania. Like, it's it's just a great weekend, in my opinion.
1: Yep, yep. Or you could have um, just had you could have had one person host it one night at their house and one other person hosted it the other night. It, exactly. it could man. It would have been exactly. great, man. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know the only
0: issues I can see coming though from from another from from a two-night event like this is one thing that they need to honestly be realistic about if they do this is your ticket sales cuz you cannot be charging outrageous ticket prices for both nights. You just can't. It's not possible. Um, because I don't think you'll you'll get as many people as you want for both nights.
1: You will not. I would assume that if they're going to sell the ticket, they're going to sell it for Saturday and Sunday. It's, it's just like a one package. Hopefully. Y- you might be right. I, I actually didn't think about that either. Um, and then uh, another, uh, another thing I had
0: uh, about that is, you know, as we as we've seen, WWE loves to have WrestleMania in these big stadiums. Are you planning on selling out stadiums two nights in a row? That's
1: that's a tough deal. If they had the right products and the right characters, that I think right now I can honestly say that I think WWE is actually building in in the right direction. I think they could. Okay. Okay. I think they could. Let's not underestimate the the power of the wrestling fans that we have in this world.
0: This is, this is very true. You're not wrong there. Yeah, Jason. Now I think it's time to move on to the rest of the card and do the recap here. Uh, I probably won't mention the kickoff matches. We didn't really, uh, watch though. We really get into those. So I'm just going to start from when the actual main card started. So All first right, cool. match that we have here, Saturday night, Alexa bliss versus Nikki cross and, uh, versus Asuka and Kairi Sane for the Uh, Women's Tag Team Championships. What do you think about this match? Uh,
1: I actually like the match. Um, In some matches that the titles were actually being defended, you didn't know if if there were going to be any title switch or not. Yeah. So I think this was one of them that was actually surprising that the titles did switch. But um, I think it was also time uh, for a new tag team champion uh, for the SmackDown division, and um, I, I'm honestly, man, I, I enjoy the match. I think they did a they did a great job, and um, I could probably see these uh, see this uh, uh, these two facing each other probably in the long term uh, to build it up for maybe SummerSlam or something. Um, I know the SmackDown division when it comes to their females is not really strong comparing to Raw. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, I know WWE is also trying to build a stronger tag team division when it comes to the female divisions. And um, I hope that from here on, they're going to start working on that. Uh, But if not, you change it up a little bit. You give it to Bliss and Nikki Cross and um, we'll go from there. But I definitely enjoy the match. Um, if I had to give a grade towards it, I'd give it a B-, minus. wasn't that bad.
0: Uh, yeah, I would I would have to agree. You know, the, the match wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it was crazy entertaining. It's basically what I expected from that match. Uh, this is one of the matches I predicted correctly uh, on my last podcast. I, I assumed uh, Bliss and Cross were going to win because, you know, they haven't really done anything with the Women's Tag Team Championships since Asuka and Kyrie Sane won them. They honestly, I think, went on like a six-month period of maybe defending it like two or three times, maybe. So I I was expecting a change here for for that match.
1: Hey man, I think they came off strong in the beginning of the show with them, uh, these two. So um, no complaints about it. Got you, got you. On to the next match:
0: Elias versus King
1: Corbin. (laughs) King Corbin, my guy, my guy. She's your guy. (laughs) What what do you think about the match? Hey, listen, just to uh, just to tell people, uh, I think King Corbin is doing a great job <laughs> as as being the king after ring, uh, winning winning uh, King of the Ring. Yeah, and um, we haven't seen something like this since uh, King Booker. Yes, King, king. Booker. So I, I yeah. have to say. Yes, I have to say King Corbin has done great job um, as being a, a heel when it comes to King Corbin. Uh, this match, um, it was alright. There's, I don't really think the storyline was really. How can I it, say it, it wasn't there? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe this was a in a a, a rush. Uh remember they, there was a lot of changes happening during this time before WrestleMania really hit. Oh absolutely. Says, yes. Uh so um I don't know if this was something that was just rushed in to put in, but um this match was okay. Um I think a lot of people expected King Corbin to win. I actually picked Elias on this match. I I don't know if this is gonna put Elias in in a higher uh Regard. level. Uh, of like trying to like put him more and more shots in these uh, main events or like just a mid car level yeah yeah but um it wasn't that bad um i was okay with it uh if you asked me i i, I would have gave this match a c i wasn't really too fond about it
0: yeah i'm not gonna lie i would have to agree this uh this match was okay uh it it, it was definitely a match that was just thrown together last minute, and you could definitely tell that, uh, I mean, they, they were showing why they were fighting, but again, you, you, you didn't feel it in the match. You didn't feel it between the superstars, uh, but yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, I picked King Corbin on my last podcast, and, you know, Elias came out with the win. Good for him. I Again, I agree. I don't know if this is, you know, we want to start pushing Elias more or if it was just, hey, you know, here you go, like, get get, get yourself a WrestleMania victory.
1: Yeah, I like Elias as a character though, but
0: it, he is entertaining. It, 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 I it was just,
1: agree. it was just alright, nothing biggie.
0: Next match: Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. What are your thoughts?
1: I actually really enjoyed this match. I liked the dominance that I saw from Baszler handling Becky Lynch. It it looked like Becky Lynch was not going to pull this off. Baser just looked like she was just dominating Becky Lynch like there was no tomorrow. It looked like Becky Lynch really didn't have an answer. Um, What I love about this, though, the way Becky Lynch won was a – they made it seem like Baser did a rookie mistake. And that was the reason why Becky Lynch was able to pull off this win. And I personally did like that. Um, I. I know there was probably a lot of people have Baszler as like, yo, this is going to be the match. Baszler takes it. And Becky Lynch is going to win the title. Uh, Well, not Becky Lynch is going to win the title. Becky Lynch is going to lose the title. But it gave that look that Becky Lynch has more of the experience than Baszler. But with this match, man, it was absolutely great. Uh, I just, like I said, I love dominance from Blaz- uh, Baszler. And um. I'm expecting a few to keep on going between these two because this was just absolutely great. And um, we're definitely going to see Baszler as a raw women's ten- uh, uh, heavyweight champion or WWE champion, you want to say, for the women's division. And I, I can't wait because Baszler is going to be something special, especially that she has an MMA background.
0: Absolutely. I have to agree with that. Um when it comes to this match, I don't know, you know, I, I think I was just expecting a little more here, and I did not, I didn't I didn't really get what I wanted from this match, you know, I was expecting some hard-hitting physicality, and I I felt I got it here or there, but like, you know, I just, I expected, you know, Lynch and Baszler just come out here just, just swinging, and it, it wasn't as good as I thought, um... The 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 finish that we got, you know, I, I see what you did there. Like you said, it's showing, you know, Becky, you know, has more skill or or some kind of veteran instinct, I guess you want to say. Uh, and you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, you can't really be mad because you know WWE is not gonna have a big feud like this. You know, kind of do something crazy when there's no fans in attendance. Like they're gonna wait for like SummerSlam or something where like, you know, they can get a packed arena again to do something wild between these two. So like, I understand why it wasn't as great as I wanted, but you know, again, I, I was expecting a little more from this match.
1: Oh, really? I, dude, I really think it was, I personally thought it was really good. I just, like I said, I saw the dominance on Baszler when it came to Becky Lynch, uh, but it it just made it seem like Becky Lynch with the experience was able to pull it off and the man. Kept the title, and that's there the most go. important part. And like I said, I don't know if I grade this or not, but this was definitely, to me, at least, a B plus. I'll take that.
0: I was, for me, I would say it's more of a B B minus. That's what I'd probably leave it as. Okay. Um, uh, next match: Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. What are you thinking
1: here? Um, this was like a hit and miss because I actually did expect a good match on this i could be wrong but i personally didn't see it i okay. personally didn't see that um this was definitely was supposed to be uh sammy's match uh you know daniel didn't need this win uh cuz daniel doesn't need a, a push uh, the way that Sammy does, especially that you want to put this intercontinental champion as somewhat as elite as a WWE champion. Um, but I don't know, man, I, I was okay with this match. Uh, I was not really fond by it. Like I, I, I think, like I said, we spoke about it that night, um, it felt like it could have been better, man, and, and I just felt like I didn't get that from them. These are really two great wrestlers, man, and, and I just really expected a, a little bit more from them. But um Hey, we got what we got, man. Uh Sami Zayn got the win and he retained his title and that was I had the right move. I just expected a little bit more. But uh I would definitely give it a uh a, a B minus if you ask me. Uh yeah, I think you kinda hit everything
0: on the head there. Uh, you know, uh, on my last podcast, me and my brother were saying, you know, we, we were thinking this was going to be one of the top matches from WrestleMania, and, you know, when it comes down to, like, what, you know, maybe ruined it, uh, I definitely think each of them having someone on the outside of the ring that were like, I didn't need any of that, like, I didn't want, like, we could have kept everyone, like, I think if it was just Brian Zane, you know, in the ring, it would have been a good match. I, I think all the other stuff we had we didn't really need. The finish was kind of wonky because, you know, I understand Sami Zayn's finisher is the huluva kick where he runs in the corner and hits you in the face. And then he kind of reversed Daniel Bryan here and kicked him in the face. But I don't know how I would have considered that, like, like uh, a winning like winning like that. I, I, I don't know. Overall, like you said, the match could have been a lot better than what we were thinking. Yep, I feel you, man. But I have a side question here for you. Uh, yes. So can you so can you confirm that uh Sami Zayn looks like Fidel Castro? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I don't disagree with you on that. He actually looks just like He, looked, he, looked, <laughs> he definitely does look like Castro, man. That was something <laughs> that was definitely tell you when I saw it. I'm like, yo, this is just he looks like a, a version of Castro man as a <laughs> wrestler. So yeah. But that's not nor the case right there, but uh good match on their on their part, but it could have been better.
0: On to the next match. Uh John Morrison versus Kofi Kingston versus Jimmy Uso for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships.
1: Okay. Uh we're both going to agree on this. This was uh very weird. It was. It was that that absolutely a, weird. That a tag team champion was actually being defended. By just one of each partner yeah. on their teams. Yeah, um, it, was, it was definitely odd. Let's confirm this, or if I'm wrong, please let me know. But the reason why this happened was because uh, they assumed that Miz was sick, or the Miz was sick? Yes, correct. Okay, so it makes sense uh, that they had to do this. Uh, they didn't want to put anybody in chance of what's been going on outside of this world. Absolutely. But um they could have canceled this match too. Just like they they canceled certain uh, wrestlers or maybe certain matches. Yeah. Uh they could've canceled this match, but more proper to the WWE to actually uh, make this match happen. Okay. And I absolutely enjoy the match. Um, granted these were one half of the world tag team champs uh, facing each other, but it's still a ladder match. And these guys did an absolutely amazing job of uh, entertaining us. Um, I love me some ladder match, man. So if, if I could get a ladder match where people could actually, actually utilize the ladders, man, it's absolutely great uh Morrison Kingston and Uso well Jimmy Uso uh did a great job man um showing casing uh this this was a really great match man some high flying some good moves on the ladders uh they did a great great job man and to be honest with you man, oh, that that move that Morrison did on Kingston man I think what was it on the turnbuckle oh he yes, walked yes. towards the line yeah man it, it, dude it was it was just great man i think they did a great job um i want to give morrison kingston and jimmy uso uh the respect that they deserve on this match because they definitely show some entertainment man and and, and just made us forget that this was actually a tag team uh championship uh on the line and just made it seem like these were guys just facing each other just to win just to win just to win that's it um I love the ending on uh, Morrison winning when they all three unbuckled the thing on top, and then eventually they were all trying to figure out how they're going to get this belt because technically they, technically once you unclip Unhook the it, thing, yeah. yes, you're technically the one that's supposed to win it, but all three of them did it at the same time. So for that push that Kingston and Jimmy Uso did on Morrison, and Morrison actually pulled it out. I think that was great, man. It was a great ending. I like that, and um, I actually give this match a B plus, to be honest with you. I think this match could have definitely been around the at least an A, if you ask me. If um, if just the other partners were there too, because this could have been fun, man. But they did an amazing job, man, and, and more thanks for them to actually made this happen.
0: Uh, yeah, I definitely have to agree with you. You know, th- this match definitely lived out my expectations. You know, I was just thinking. You know, ladder match between these three, it's weird. You know, you defend the tag team titles in a singles, triple threat match. But, you know, I understand why. So we got to do it. But, you know, listen, like you said, all the acrobatics, everything they did was phenomenal. And, listen, like you just like you just mentioned, I absolutely love the ending. I love that it was Morrison falling <laughs> with both titles.
1: That absolutely. Because,
0: honestly, when, when all three of them pulled it down, I was like, oh, man, like, what what are we going to do here? Like, what? What, like, I think it's something stupid or I don't know. And then when he just pulled him, I was like, oh, genius, I love it. So, yeah, no, that that match definitely uh, uh, outlived my expectations. I was like, wow, this is a phenomenal match. And like you said, though, you know, you, you can't go wrong with a ladder match. You, you honestly can't. No, nope, you're right. So, yeah, on to the next match. Actually, you know, I mean, technically it was a match. Uh, the, the 24-7 championship match <laughs> between R-Truth. Uh, Mojo Raleigh and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, you know, I really thought they were going to let Gronk win it here. But then when Mojo won it, I was like, ah, I guess that makes sense. You know, him and Gronk are friends. We have a whole other night of mania. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Why
1: not? Uh, I definitely agree with you, man. I thought Gronk was going to win at that moment, too. Um, but they gave it to Mojo. And um, But you could see, once Moj- uh, Mojo won, and uh he walked away you could see that face on Gronk like he was kind of like pissed off like dude that was supposed to be me I'm the one that took the shot like I was yeah. supposed to take this away from R-Truth <laughs> and um R-Truth as always put himself in some danger where he could have lost the ball right there assuming that nobody was going to attack him at the moment R-Truth <laughs> just let your guard down man and he took it away from you so um but yeah you're absolutely right man uh Mojo took it that night and um uh, but let's not forget like I said you saw Gronk, you saw the anger that he had that uh, that happened. So we'll continue with part two uh later on today uh later on this podcast. Yes, sir. But on to the next match, we had
0: Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. What what were your thoughts on this match?
1: I actually love this match. Um This storyline with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins has been really good. Um, The promo, getting them ready with Seth Rollins. You know, so I don't think a lot of people talk about this, but the reason why this match became, I guess, I don't want to say big, but this match became more personal is because Seth Rollins, this was after the SmackDown and Raw when Fox. Uh, says, hey, listen, we're gonna take SmackDown, USA is gonna have Raw, and they're gonna do a um, wait, a uh, wait, what can you say, a, a broadcast or not a broadcast, but television. Oh, uh, picking but... up because I yeah, this, yeah. when they did the draft, it was like it, it was not like a, a a Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon picking their players. Yeah, yeah. it was more like Fox. It was like executives got. Guy- Yes, yeah. yeah, there you go, and with USA. So you can see that the good talents, or the great talents, actually, were going to SmackDown because they want to give this more boost into Fox yeah, yeah. rather than USA. So Seth Rollins has took that initiative to come into the ring and call out his fellow members from Raw and yeah. let them know, like, if you want to succeed... Follow me, and this yes. is what's gonna happen. Your Monday and, um, Night Messiah. Yes, yeah, man, and that's where the Messiah uh, started building up. And um, Kevin Owens was the only one that really spoke out to Seth Rollins. And after that, man, it just went on from there. And to have these two uh, face each other, listen, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, two great NXT uh, uh, wrestlers, Al- alumni coming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, coming from NXT, and and, and you knew there was going to be something special between these two. Um, you could see it that night, man. How great and great their chemistry was between them um, when they were facing each other. Um, I had a little worry about when Seth Rollins uh, hit Kevin Owens with a bell. Yep, yep. Because it was like a fifty-fifty. It it made it seem like. Damn, WWE, you're really going to pull this off right now and and just let this rock. Yeah. Like, you could have that mentality because WWE has their ways of just ending something where you're just like, yeah, this was not how it's supposed to end. And you're going to really do this to us. Uh, But to know that didn't happen, and um, you see Kevin Owens come out and says, cursing now Seth Rollins and telling him to come back in the ring, let's make this as a. uh, No DQ. No DQ uh, match, and and to see, cause man, <laughs> once once Seth Rollins heard that man, he came in and he went hard on Kevin Owens. I was like, oh Kevin, you did it to yourself, man. I, I don't know what's gonna go on, but um, you know Kevin Owens bounced back up and then and uh, listen, uh, I don't know a lot of people are gonna talk about it, but when Kevin Owens went on that WrestleMania sign. <laughs> uh, it brought a little bit of flashback of like uh, of um, Jeff Hardy just climbing yeah. on the icon man. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Random for all, just to drop the his uh, finisher move. And uh, listen, there was nothing finisher move on that, but uh, Kevin Owens dropping that beautiful elbow drop on Seth Rollins, man, was great. And uh, I, dude, I absolutely enjoyed it, man. And and to get that. That Kevin Owens stunner on Seth Rollins just brought a little bit of uh, memory of uh, Stone Cold. Good times when Stone Cold just stunned people at a WrestleMania. It was just just great, man. And uh, But I definitely enjoyed this match. And this match, if you ask me, man, I'll definitely give this match an a if you, I thought it was a really great match. They did a great promo on them. Uh, they did really good. And, um, oh, let's not forget the white suit. That Seth Rollins game, man. It was absolutely beautiful, man. It was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. So, this was great, man. I, I think everybody was really entertained with this Kev, uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. And, hey, man, I, there was definitely no disappointment. So salute to those guys for making this a really entertaining time. I have to agree here.
0: Um, you know, on my last podcast, I said that I thought this was going to be match of the night. Um, I'm not going to say this wasn't match of the night. Uh, cause, you know, that's later down the line in this podcast, you know, with everything going, with everything that we saw, but I think when it comes to actual, like, in a ring match, I think this was definitely the best match in that case at WrestleMania.
1: No, absolutely, man. As a ring on ring match, this was absolutely was the best match of the night, man. Cause and- like you... Like you said, you know,
0: we, we we got the spot of you know Owen jumping off the WrestleMania sign, like, and absolutely it gave me some nostalgia. I was like, oh hell yeah, like let's let's do it, come on. Absolutely. Um, and you know, what? and and you even said it on Saturday night. You were like, this match is going to end with a good old WrestleMania stunner, and that's absolutely what happened. And honestly, I couldn't think of think about it ending any better way.
1: Yep, I agree with you.
0: Now onto a match. I know for a fact jason aquendo cannot wait to talk about goldberg versus braun strowman for the universal championship uh jason is it true
1: that you are goldberg's number one fan goldberg oh gosh why are you trying to put me on the spot right now (laughs) (laughs) Listen, uh, I don't take away from what Goldberg did to WWC, man. It was some great history. Um, even though I was not watching WWC at that time, I was in my WWE Attitude era. But um, just I man, just I I'm just not the biggest fan for Goldberg, man. <laughs> I, I'll just keep it that way. So, so uh, what do you think about the match, though? Um. I know there was talks. Let's, how about this? Let's go with, the match was supposed to be with Gober uh, versus Roman. Yes, sir. And uh, Roman decided to back out due to his health. And um, us as uh, wrestling fans, um, I don't think we're going to feel any type of way that he did that. I think that was a smartest decision that he did. Agreed. Um, we would not want him to put his life on the line. Uh, during this tough time right now and um listen uh, whenever Roman Reigns decides to come back uh, we'll be looking forward uh seeing him back in the ring but um it was probably the smart decision that he did to step around uh, step back during this time. Yep, I agree. But um Roman Strawman. Braun Strowman. That's Roman your, Strowman I apologize. That, that's
0: um,
1: your boy. <laughs> no it's time man. This guy should have had that push a long time ago. Um, Even with the push that he had, um, it just seemed like the WWE didn't want to give him that title yet. Uh, So during this night, we knew for a fact that Gober was supposed to lose against uh, Roman. Agreed. And um, what happened with Roman didn't happen, so they put uh, um, Strowman back into the thing. Well, put him into the match. And what happened was, is that I personally was like, all right, cool. Goldberg was supposed to just be in this WrestleMania, to give the title away. I, I don't think Goldberg wanted to continue after this. Yeah. Uh, so for this to happen with Stroman to actually win the belt, I wasn't surprised. Um, an old school wrestler, uh, wrestling fan as me, I would expect that the match would be a little longer. Um, I just hate for the fact that it, it just goes straight to like finisher moves, the beginning of the match. And then it just goes to. And the match with another finisher move. Like I I, this is where my old school wrestling fan comes into the part where I just I just wanna see a good match. You you could have gave me a good ten minutes of the match. I I, I feel like Goldberg could have pulled that off, but it didn't happen. Whatever. Uh but I'm happy for Showman to win the match. Uh but I'm definitely not was not like, Oh my gosh, this was something amazing or great. This is easily if you asking me a d- minus match there's nothing special thank god this was not the this was not the main event match by the way cuz <laughs> i would have been disappointed
0: yeah you know i got to agree with you here this this match was i mean honestly when we look back at it what, was it even a match like you know what L- like you said what did i get a couple of spears and some power slams that that was the match and uh, like you said you know um I, I'm not surprised that Braun won. I definitely think, like you said, it's well-deserved because he's been in a lot of universal title matches in the past where, you know, at that time, I honestly thought he deserved it. So, you know, kudos to him to, for finally getting that world title push that he honestly deserves. But, yeah, man, just th- this match, from the get-go, we all knew it, it wasn't anything
1: to, like, it, it was something that we were excited about. Yeah, and listen, man, um, this is to my... Wrestling fans out there, man. I know that there's a, that excitement when it comes to Goldberg and like, wow, Goldberg's out here and everything. But we really got to put a put an end in some of these wrestlers and and really give out the 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 new era when it comes to our new wrestlers right now. Because if we're gonna still give Goldberg um, out there. Uh, when it comes to these main matches, is because money talks at the end of the day, and um, yeah. Gober still got—he's still a money maker out here for the WWE, and and it's not going to change unless we decided look at a different direction on that, and, it, and it's tough, man. But just was not a big fan, man. And, and listen, there was some great matches back in the days with Gober from WWE, uh, WCW. But now, man, it's just like, dude, just, just, just hang up
0: your boots, man. Yeah, just hang out. up your boots, yeah. man. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it. listen, I, I think you definitely hit everything on the head there. You know, we we have to get over this idea that, you know, nostalgia is always going to win. Is nostalgia fun? Absolutely. But nostalgia could be fun when it doesn't have to be the main event of your biggest show. Like, yeah, absolutely. Build some of your younger talent, man.
1: Absolutely, and the talent that WWE actually has. So yeah, let's not forget about that too. Absolutely. Um,
0: but here we go. Main event of night one. Listen, <laughs> this this was some phenomenal work, and
1: I use that as a pun because AJ's in the match. But <laughs> by the way, by the way, I want to thank the WWE yeah. production Yo. for making an amazing amazing movie. Cause it was absolutely a movie to me, if you Dude. ask me. This was great. Absolutely Un- great. Undertaker. But I'm gonna have you I'm actually gonna have you start it off because oh, let's okay. uh, let's John let's let's everybody let's let let let's let everybody know how big of a fan that you are when it comes to the Undertaker. You are uh, so, the yeah. biggest Undertaker I, fan out there. I am
0: one. I am the biggest Undertaker fan Probably known to men. I probably know everything there is to know about The Undertaker. Absolutely. Um, Taker Styles Boneyard match. Now, listen, Frankie asked me last week on the show, Johnny, what the hell's a Boneyard match? And I was like, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know what a Boneyard match is. But let me tell you, it is something amazing. <laughs> because, like you said, I felt like I was watching a movie. And I was entertaining – The and let me tell you, the power of editing—it's an amazing tool. Because <laughs> there were spots in that match where I was like, "This is great. This is this is great." Uh, from from the get go, when you had Styles come in in a coffin—that's hilarious. And then you got Taker coming in on the motorcycle. That that was even better. a um, badass. Yeah, there you go. And you know, it's funny because I feel like these two—like it, it, it's what I expected. You know. Originally, were we expecting a legit match? Yes. Then, as you see what's going on in the world, everything happened, and once they announced this, you know I wasn't expecting the match anymore. I was thinking just a hard-hitting brawl, and that's an absolutely what we got—a hard-hitting brawl. So, this match, I would give an A plus 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 because this was phenomenal. Uh, Uh, let me get your opinion on it. Uh,
1: so this brought back a very throwback match. Um, uh, help me on this. If I uh, forget this, you would call consider this as a coffin match, right?
0: No, it technically would have been a buried alive match. A buried Buried, alive match. Yes.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, that's what I was expecting to be honest with you. Um, okay. I was fine with them changing the name on it, so but i I was expecting that to happen. But um hey, let's not forget what Stephanie McMahon said in the beginning of the show before it started. Yeah. Expect something different. And that's what we got. Uh the way you said it, AJ coming out here, I think i dude, I'm thinking that the Undertaker was gonna come out of the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> And when that did not happen and I saw AJ, I was like, <laughs> you saw AJ with the laugh. He, it was just like a joke. He was like, oh, yo, what the hell? Were you, spec- you was expecting to see the other thing? Uh-uh. <laughs> so, uh, no, it was great, man. Um, this was absolutely amazing. I love what we got out of this. It was such a great, great job uh when it came out uh came out to this match um aj coming in the coffin you saw the undertaker coming out with american badass uh yep, by yep. the way what was the song that was playing uh, uh i i don't know the Drake title
0: but but it was metallica so that yes. was pretty that was pretty cool yes. too so not it came, you.
1: Out, it came out strong with the metallica song with the undertaker uh right away the match didn't take that long uh you, you saw aj And uh, The Undertaker uh, taking blows with each other. Um, You saw at one point that uh, The Undertaker started taking it serious and talking to AJ like, oh, you want to mention my real name? You want to mention my wife? Like, it was some great impact, man. It was just, it just, it reminded me of good 90s action movie. Hell yeah. Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis. It was just, it was so good, man. You have um, uh, Anderson and Galloway's, Gallows? Yeah, Gallows. Was, uh, coming out there to try to defend AJ. Once AJ was actually in the pit, it's uh, about to be buried. And then these demon goons, I assume you could say, came yeah. out there and tried <laughs> to attack. And yo, the Undertaker just was, was a badass, man. He just. Just messing them up, man. It was just like, yo, what's going on? But it was also so good, and you know, dude, it, it was just great. And, and when, by the way, yes, I had AJ winning this match. Oh, so did I? I. Thought I, so I, did honestly I thought I honestly thought AJ was gonna win this match, and when AJ was there and he put the Undertaker in the in the in pit. The yeah, yeah, The grave, yeah. Um, and he was like, all right, you know what? This is going to happen right now. But of course, man, The Undertaker, being the taker that he is, coming behind AJ. just It was like he teleported, man. It's like you could believe it because you know what? The Undertaker has made such a great character of himself Absolutely. that you could believe that The Undertaker did that. And when The Undertaker did that, man, you were just like, oh, snap. This is a wrap. Yep. this AJ's <laughs> done. AJ's done. And you saw it already, man. From there, AJ just lost the whole match because AJ didn't have a chance whatsoever, man. Even with his, uh, AJ's little goons coming out here to defend him again, the Undertaker was not taking that. And once he poured him on uh, down the grave and the Undertaker put the dirt on him. To end the match, to end the match with the, well, not the Undertaker, with AJ's hand. Oh,
0: that was so great.
1: With AJ Glove, too, by the way. (laughs) It made it so great. That was so great. It looked a bit cheesy. But it was still so good because it was just, you know, it just, like I said, it reminded me of, like, the Super Nintendo Undertaker when he used to throw his little fireball. And I, I think a skeleton used to come out or something like that. Yeah. But it had that feel, man. And it was absolutely great, man. And that great, that, you know, dude, that match was absolutely amazing. Um, They did a great job with this video and, 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 and producing this. I, I like I said this movie, because it, it really was that way. Yeah. And to end it off with the uh, Taker putting his hands up and the Taker sign just at the farmhouse, I want to say, lighting up uh mm-hmm. to go away with that. was just like now, please. I want this to be the Undertaker's last last match because you know what? You could have ended any better way. You know, we had we had better ways when he lost against uh Roman Range. And we thought that was going to be his goodbye. Yeah. But listen, you know what? This video right here could be the one where Undertaker's just say goodbye. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but uh, it was great, man. And I, I just want to thank The Undertaker and AJ, man, for this absolutely great match, man. And yeah, we'll go from there, man. But I loved every minute of it. I, I It was great to end the night off of WrestleMania for part one, by the way. Oh,
0: yeah, um, uh, same here, man. You don't have to agree. Uh, coming from one of Taker's biggest fans, um, I, I definitely think this is definitely the way to, to end it, man. This is a, this is his swan song. You know, he said in many interviews before that, you know, he would want to end on something big. And listen, I, I feel like with Taker, with his age, and again, no disrespect. It's just, yo, like, like when your time comes, your time comes. That's it. And... I feel like when it comes to comes to Taker, you know, I don't think we're getting anything this not not only this big from Taker again, but, dude, you're the main event of the first night of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's, what's any and you have the whole world talking about your match. Yeah. When was the last time that happened?
1: The Twitter blew up on this, man. I loved every minute of it because it was absolutely right. It was that great, man. Yeah. Thank you, WWE, for making this happen. It was you guys going outside the box, man, and you guys did an amazing job to pull this off. Yep. So more parts of WWE on that, man. I agree.
0: Now on to night two of WrestleMania. Uh, Our first match of the night, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's
1: Championship. What do you think about this Jake? What a great start actually for Night 2. Agreed. As a as a first match because honestly this could have been like maybe number 3 or 4 before like the night was over. Yeah. But to, for the WWE to actually come all strong on it, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is I was honestly was not expecting that." Now I expected Ripley to win. Agreed. I
0: I did not think Charlotte was going to win this match.
1: I didn't think Charlotte really needed to win this NXT belt. You know, Charlotte has nothing to prove, to be honest with you. Yeah. This was going to give more of a push to uh, Ripley when it comes to it. Um, I still think that Ripley is still going to get, like, a big promo because of this. But I... Honestly, I was not expecting Charlotte to win. And for Charlotte to win was absolutely surprising, man. Uh, they, if I'm not mistaken, I think they bet him almost 30 minutes. And, no, it, uh, it was a long match. Yeah, yeah and, and, and they did a great job, man. And um, I really wanted Ripley to win. I, I really thought this was going to happen. I really was going to get that win just for her to actually get her – her push to either Raw or SmackDown. I would love Ripley actually to be on SmackDown if you ask me. Um, but yeah. let's not forget too, man. NXT is, it's not a uh, a, a minor league anymore, man. It's, no, it's it's, not. It's, com- it's compared to one of the, the Raw's and SmackDown now, man. And what I do like is that they put Charlotte in there because Charlotte really didn't need to be there. But to give that push to NXT is actually great. Mm-hmm. And, um, I honestly can't wait what's going to happen on NXT on Wednesday, uh, to see what's going on because, um, now that, listen, I didn't think Charlotte was going to win, but to have Charlotte, to have this win, um, it's going to be interesting and I I can't wait for it because, uh, NXT is, listen, one of the greatest out there right now when it comes to their, um, promos and, um, sorry, man, but, uh, I'm going to have to throw this in, I, I, Think you know what? The only thing I could think of, you give Charlotte this win because you want people to actually check out NXT rather than AEW that Wednesday, yeah. and that and um, that's it. actually thinking about it now, it might have been a smart move. Uh yeah. So uh, as you've already mentioned, you know, uh, going into this, I thought
0: Ripley was gonna win. I thought this was her coming out party. I thought like this was Ripley's big mania moment. Because again, at, at the moment, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Charlotte doesn't really need it. You know, you, you have someone from NXT win. You know, you make NXT look mad strong. Like, I, that's what I was thinking. But listen, I, I can roll with Charlotte. I'm with it. You know, like you just said, I think that's absolutely what they're doing. I think they're putting her on NXT to compete with AEW. Um, and honestly, I'm going to say right now, in the coming weeks, do not be surprised if they start putting other bigger stars on NXT to compete. I think, yeah. I think NXT is going to start to blow up even more, as it already did, to... A, a bigger brand however something i want to ask you uh about this well before i get to that uh just to touch more on the match uh i i agree with you on everything you said this match was phenomenal i think the timing was absolutely perfect uh they gave the women the time they needed there was a lot of physicality in this match and again you know when it comes to charlotte she's just one of the greatest uh in-ring performers like of this generation period it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female she's just one of the greatest yes um but the question i have now is i was reading that they're saying that they they want charlotte to now do double duty to be on raw and nxt uh i highly disagree with that i say if you want her to be your nxt Women's champion i understand you know you're taking a big star away from raw but no like you want her to be nxt women's champion commit to nxt she should not be on both shows uh question do you know the reason why they're trying to do that uh, 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 I'm gonna assume that it's because they don't want to lose a talent like Charlotte from Raw. I think they want to get the best of both worlds, but I I disagree. I think if you want to commit her to being NXT Women's Champion, then commit her to being in NXT. Period. And wow. use the and use the other talent you have. Use that opportunity, in my opinion, to have other talent on Raw actually build up, become a better talent. <sighs> this Give opportunity. Is, this
1: is- I agree with you, and this is where I feel like sometimes WWE tends to mess up on little things like that, man. It's the little things that they tend to mess up of, like, hey, listen, let this person be on this show. Let this person be on that show. Let your beautiful talents that you have, the multiple talents that you guys actually have, uh, grow, man. And um, I hope that's not true, man. I'm, I'm just going to knock on wood that's not, not the case. Yeah. But uh, we'll see, man. Uh, we, we won't know until uh, things happen. But, by the way, I apologize. I didn't give a grade on this. Definitely give this uh, an A, actually, because this was a really strong start. And I, I agree. I, I think a, a great agree. job between these two ladies. Uh, I think also, too, when I saw the promo on Ripley uh, mentioning that uh, a lot of people compared her to uh, Charlotte Flair, uh, Flair, I was like, oh. People did that, and then you, you saw some old videos. I'm like, oh, Ripley kind of look like her in some ways.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they did a good promo, and this was the beginning of the match. That's what made him so great. So more power to them. But uh, yeah, man, I I hope that's not the truth about Charlotte, man. They don't need Agreed. to do that. They really don't. Agreed, man. Uh,
0: on to the next match. Here we have Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What, what What do you think about this match? This uh, This also was one of those matches they threw together last minute.
1: Yeah, it was okay, man. Uh, Black absolutely is. It's gonna be something special. Agreed. And the uh, WWE, um, and I'm looking forward for him, man, in some main events eventually. I don't even consider him as a mid card. He's actually really great. Uh, but the the match was alright. It was okay. Uh, Black and Bobby Lash Lashley. Uh, actually, it it was a good match. They they really did a good job uh, facing each other. But like this was, I'll be honest with you, man. This was something I didn't care about. Yeah. You know to be honest with you, too, man, it was tough to follow up after Charlotte and um after Charlotte and um Ripley. Yeah. Uh so it, it it kind of it could have probably put a like a little effect towards them but I was okay with it. Um I definitely have black winning for sure and that's what happened. Um but it, it was all right with me. Yeah, ask me. I'll uh, probably give it a C. It was nothing really yeah, like no, oh I, whatever. I really did. Correct.
0: Care. Yeah, I listen. They they had a good match, you know, black came out on top as i as i thought he would showing his dominance they're building into something at something big and i agree he's gonna be something big uh but yeah you know it was just it was just a match there wasn't really anything special about it in my opinion i i i absolutely agree with that um if next,
1: you ask if you ask me i apologize if you ask me that could have been the, the the beginning of the match and i would have been fine with that like yeah yeah you could yeah it, it it wasn't really that good man it could have been the beginning
0: of the match i agree uh, next match here. Uh, this this is one I think everyone.
1: It it, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. We'll, we'll we'll give it that. Uh, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> All right, so let me tell you about this. Ovi, uh, Otis and uh, Ziggler. Uh, tell me. I really didn't know too much about it, so uh, WWE did a really good job, to be honest okay. with you, of uh, showing the recap of what was going on between these. Okay. And um when I was watching the recap, I was like, wow, this was actually really interesting. Like I, I'm kind of upset at myself to not notice how good this was actually good. This was. And, um, I was like, wow, like they did a really good job. Like granted might not have been the greatest match, but the storyline was pretty good, man. Like I, I, they really did a good job and like I said, I think the WWE did a really good job of recapping this actually storyline because I, I think people probably wasn't really paying attention to it. Yeah. So for them to recap and, and do the recap that they did to show like what was going on with Otis and Ziggler before this happened, I think they did a great job. And um, I actually enjoyed this match a lot, actually. <laughs> uh I was very happy that Otis got the win. Uh Otis made it seem like, you know, there's possibility of like you winning and and finding your dream girl.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: got that with Mandy Rhodes. And uh, I-, I loved every minute of it. I even love the smoosh that they gave each other, man. that little kidsies yeah. out here. Right, but right. But I surprisingly yo, I actually listen. I don't think everybody's gonna say the same as I. I'm saying it right now, but I absolutely enjoy the match. Like I had a good time. Like the storyline was really good. Um, <laughs> this this was something. Yeah, dude. To be honest with you, it just surprised me. I actually enjoy the match, man. I would definitely give it a. Uh, honestly, I I would probably give it a, a B minus. I don't want to give it the hype that much because yeah, yeah, it probably yeah. wasn't. But it was good, man. The storyline was really good, and, and I, I just love it, man. It's just you, you're showing the big boys out here, man. We can find these beautiful girls out here, man. let <laughs> go from there, and, and I appreciate it. And you know, Dolph Ziggler, man, that's that's a stud right there, man. He's
0: he's a
1: show off. Yeah, he, he he's a sexy boy, man. I'm not gonna say he's a Shawn Michael out here because that's just a different story. But the storyline was great, man. The storyline was great, and, and and to show the the plot twist of uh Mandy Rose uh I, I would assume her BFF uh betrayed her yeah making Dolph Ziggler doing the thing he did and uh and hurting Otis when he dropped his uh flowers on Valentine's Day That was it was tough man like I'm pretty sure that we have those moments that we have our Valentines where just like oh man this didn't go out the way we we want it to be oh yeah absolutely but this was good man this was good man so um, I actually I actually enjoy the match like I said I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a B minus I don't want to put it too high um, I don't want to uh, upset the wrestling fans out here but <laughs> I actually dude I actually enjoy this man and I really did so um, yeah. yeah I mean. Going into this, I
0: wasn't really expecting much from this match. Uh, I think the storyline was definitely entertaining. I enjoyed the entertainment uh, of the match and the story. You know, like you said, it's good to see, you know, he he got the win and he got the girl. Uh, But yeah, you know, this is one of those matches where I wasn't really, uh, wasn't interested in as much. But yeah, like you said, it it was an okay match. There was nothing, like, wrong with it. Well, yeah, no, Jay, I think we're ready for this next match here. Uh, this is one that, you know, people were have been waiting for for a very long time. Edge versus Randy Orton last main standing match. What did you think about this?
1: I personally loved it. Uh, this was actually a match. It kind of reminded me of the old school wrestling series. Yeah. You could, you could say the... The attitude era, even before the attitude era, the the Bre- I, I want to say the Bret Hart era, the golden age, like, the golden age, yes. Uh, the Last Man Standing. You, I know a lot of people were not a big fan of how long the match was. Yeah, but like, I don't think people really understand how great the match was when it comes to Edge and Randy Orton, and I don't think people really understand like. This is Edge actually doing a forty to forty-five minute match yeah. after coming back for such a bad injury that he had, where he had to retire. Yeah, Beautiful. you know. So you know, I, I thought this was—I—I I absolutely loved the match. Uh, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people were just like, "Hey, this match was too long. It was good, but it was too long." I absolutely loved it, man. If you ask me, man, I'm actually gonna give this uh, a match an A. Um, okay. Frank came out here and RKO him right away as a cameraman. Um, not only that he RKO him, he RKO him I think two or three times after that. Yeah, it, um, it, was, it but, was the start of the match too. Exactly. But also at the same time, like, it, dude, it was such a, a a throwback memory when it comes to. Going backstage, it, it reminded me so much of the Attitude Era. Going backstage, doing what they had to do, like it, it was just something different. I don't know why they don't do it more often now. I, I guess just for the fact is they just want the crowd to be a little bit more on the pot or anything. Yeah. But for the fact is that they actually uh, had this backstage. It was it was great, man. Um, I, I do not know why a conference room had a steel cage on their ceiling. Yeah. But man, did Edge decided to grab that steel cage and drop this beautiful elbow drop on yeah. Randy Orton. I loved it, man. I loved it. And um, I love the storyline between Edge and, and Randy Orton. You could see Randy Orton when he was about to give him the chair shot and was like, hey, go back to your your wife. Go back to your daughter. You don't need to be here. Yeah, And then Edge just got up, did what he had to do, put Randy Orton on the spot, and to see the tears and and Edge's eyes. Because, you know, regardless with all the drama that's going on between those two, Edge actually has nothing but love and respect for Randy Orton. So when he did that chair shot and got the wind on Randy Orton, you, you could feel it, and... You can see towards the end, too, when Edge just went to his Randy Orton's uh, head and, and, and said whatever he had to say. I, we really yeah. don't know what he said, but I could feel like it was something passionate. Um, Probably. And, and and let's get out of the wrestling for the minute. I think Edge, I personally, if you ask me, I think Edge wanted to thank him for giving him this opportunity to bring this back to edge because we all miss edge man we love edge uh, it was it was sad yeah to have edge leave the way he did but um we we know that edge wanted to come back and wanted to come back strong and this was great um i know a lot of fans were not a big fan of it uh because it was too long hey man i disagree uh you need if if, if you're talking about this was too long man then you're definitely not in the golden age/slash uh, uh, attitude era because we had some really great matches that were super long during that time, and it just brought back some great memories. And me personally, man, I definitely give this an A.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think I think you you touched on everything you needed to touch on there. And listen, I agree. First of all, uh, phenomenal match from our returning Edge. You know, I mean, the, the Royal Rumble was one thing, but like a legitimate match. You know, it's been nine years. And he did a – and like you just – like you mentioned, 45 minutes of a match. And for for fans who are angry about how long it was or you didn't like it, what I'm going to say here
1: is, number one, it's a last-man-standing match. It's supposed to be long. Johnny, (laughs) let me ask you something, though. When was the last time there was a last-man-standing match, though? That's the question I don't even know, to be honest with you.
0: I mean, they've had a couple here and there. uh, no i mean they they, yeah. they definitely they, they've had some here or there, but they don't like the the last great last man standing match was actually a last woman standing match between Becky and Charlotte, and that match was phenomenal that was a phenomenal match but listen yep. this the last man standing is supposed to be long is number one, yeah, and then number two i I loved it in the sense of when was the last time I watched a forty five minute
1: wrestling match. And by the way, if you ask me, there was a lot of blows and hits and out there. But, yeah. man, they did a great – I personally think they did a great job of whatever they had at the moment. Imagine if they were doing that at the Buccaneer Stadium. Yeah. I apologize. I don't know the name of the Buccaneer Stadium. But imagine yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. They were doing the stadium. Man. It would have probably been different, but, dude, it was great, man. They They made the best out of it, man, and I loved it. And and listen,
0: I, I I loved all the spots they did, and you know if if you were expecting some crazy spot from Edge, or Randy, like it's not gonna happen, man. Like Edge is gonna be a more safe wrestler now. He has to be. He's forty six, with with the triple fusion neck
1: surgery. Uh, but, John, I, I even think at that moment, I think Edge did a really good job at just that, doing what, what he I'm was saying, able though. to do, man. Like, that's I, that's I'm I think really people underestimated how good this match really was, man. I think a lot of people – listen, man, I'm going through Twitter, man. I think a lot of people really complained about the time. And I'm just like – the people that was complaining about the time I'm like, yo, you guys haven't seen – there's really good matches out here from the Golden Era and, and, and the Attitude Era, man. Like, I just – I don't get it, man, but I guess I'm just old school, man. I don't know what else to tell you.
0: I hear you, man. So so these next these next three matches, Jay, I think we're going to run through them fairly quick here to get to our, our last two of the card so we can then move on to our top ten. Uh, the next match here would be Gronk winning the 24-7 title. Uh, the spot was expected. It was entertaining. Uh, that's, that's all I have to say about that, in my opinion.
1: Let, yeah, we're going to definitely keep this short. Uh, Gronk, was it was going to happen. Uh, we, yeah. we said it already from uh, the part one on uh, Saturday. And uh, Gronk did the best move he could have done. He just jumped off a, 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 a little stage on top, hit multiple people, got the pin, and that's it. Uh we didn't know what happened to Gronk after that because even though they made it, Gronk was going to be the host. Gronk was definitely not the host. But we'll, we'll keep it that way. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I have to agree with that. Uh, The next match, you know, we have the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Street Profits versus Angel, Garza, and Austin Theory. Listen, this match was fun. It was entertaining. Uh, You know, I I like the Street Profits. I think they're a great tag team. Uh, This is a match that was uh, changed because of people being pulled from the match. So Austin Theory was thrown in there last minute. But still, you know, listen, it, it worked. It was a fun match. And that's all I got to say about that.
1: Um, I was okay with this match. Sad to say, man, I actually enjoy the SmackDown Tag Team Championship more than uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship. So this was okay match for me. It's like, all right, whatever. It is what it is. Um, to be honest with you, this was pretty down. On the matches, like this could have been like one of the first matches starting uh, night two, but it is what it is. Definitely I agree. Definitely got a definitely got maybe a, a C minus if you ask me, but I, I really didn't care about this to be honest with you. Agreed. They did they, they uh, did what they had to do. That's it. Yeah.
0: Uh, now we have the SmackDown Women's Championship match: Bayley versus Sasha versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina versus Naomi. Fatal Five Elimination Match. Uh, listen, this match was definitely entertaining. I liked again that they gave women time to wrestle as they should. Uh, the, the match was fun. I think you got to see um, each person shine in their own way. And you know, as I said on the on the last podcast, I had Bailey coming out as the winner. And listen, she used heel tactics to do it. Sasha helped her even after everything. But again, I, I think this is a, I think it's a good match. And I, this is probably one of those matches where I actually got exactly what I expected from it.
1: Yes, uh, I expected. Man, I really expected Sasha Banks to actually win this. Uh, I was actually, <laughs> actually surprised that Bailey actually kept the title, but it actually was a great match. Uh, they did a really good job, man. Um, I'm loving this women division, man. They're really doing a really great job of what they're doing right now. Um, I want to apologize. It was Naomi. That's the, the big dog, right? That no, that's put... that's a, that's Tamina. Tamina, I apologize. So Tamina, they had to put the the big dog down because it <laughs> seemed like they were worried about her. So they definitely dropped her down, but Naomi then Thank you for uh, correcting me. I dude, I actually was I actually really don't know too much about Naomi, but Naomi had a great job, man. She really did really good and I actually enjoyed Every minute of her matches, man, uh, taking out uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um, I think we should watch out for Naomi a little bit, man, because I think she's gonna be something special. Um, when Lacey Evans gave her gave Sasha Banks, I want to say it was the right hook. It, it, man, so you, she calls the,
0: it she she calls it the the woman's right. That's what she calls. It.
1: Oh my gosh, you you heard that punch? It, it was absolutely amazing. And the way Sasha Banks just dropped, it was just like she was absolutely shot. And I was just like, wow, is Sasha Banks okay? Uh, but to pull this off, listen, man, you really thought that Lacey Evans was actually going to pull this off on Bailey. And uh, Sasha Banks, out of nowhere, just gave her finishing move to Lacey Evans. And Bailey got the win. And um, yes. it, 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 you, what I love about it, Bailey looked at Sasha like, yo, uh, thank you for helping me, but I'm surprised you actually did that for me. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to see what's going on, but uh, if you ask me, Sasha and Lacey is either going to be the one that's going to get the SmackDown Women's Championship really soon. And I can't wait for it, man. Um, if you ask me, man, I, I think this match was actually a B. They yeah, did a really great absolutely. job. I, I enjoyed every minute. And this women's division, man, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it right now, and I thank them for that. So they did a great job, man.
0: Agreed. So. Now on to the match that I know the entire world is talking about. The entire world. And listen, after seeing the Boneyard match, it, it was there. there's no way. There's no way it gets better. There's no way. And look what these two did John Cena versus Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse match my god uh, J- Jason I'm, I'm gonna let you t- take this first because there's right. just too much to so
1: say I'm, I'm actually I thank you for letting me start this first because I think people this is my opinion this is me looking at Twitter and everything after this I think people enjoy the Boneyard match than the Firefly Funhouse match. Um, I, dude, after I saw the Boneyard match, I couldn't wait to see the Firefly Funhouse match. Yes. By the way, this should have been the main event. Agreed. Um, we're going to talk about the last main event that's going up right now, but this should have been the main event. Agreed. But I think I could be wrong, man, but I think people put the Boneyard heart, a uh, Boneyard house. Uh, I thought bone, Boneyard match, match. I apologize. <laughs> Boneyard match. match more than the firefly Funhouse match. And, um, dude, I I don't know what people are thinking Like Listen I know this was supposed to be a match This was supposed to be something different But after what's going on right now With the COVID-19 They decided to be like Hey let's be creative out here And boy boy Was this great Oh Yeah to bring John Cena out here. Well, John, listen, I think we all were surprised. It, 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 this is something we need to talk about. I think we was all surprised John Cena coming out of the ring. Like, we were thinking that, yo, this is actually going to be a ring. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, what's going on? And then, whoop, a snap change real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt was like, hey, this and that, blah, 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 the fun house. And next thing you notice, John Cena's in here. He's like, what's going on? He goes out there. They go straight. I I love the recap that they did. Bray Wyatt is talking like he's Kurt Angle right now. (laughs) About the ruthless aggression. Yep. You see John Cena coming out here with his ruthless aggression. By the way, this let's have a little fun fact right here. I don't know if WWE was trying to make John Cena this a big thing at that moment, but they tried to do something. It really didn't help that moment for John Cena because yeah. it showed as much of his failure in his life. So when he was talking to Bray Wyatt, who's was like, ruthless aggression. And he tried to smack, and Bray Wyatt was like, whoop, get the f- – get out of here right now. Yep. And you're yep. just like, oh, okay, what's going on right here? And all this is happening out here. And then you're just going with the timeline and everything. Hey, listen, they have this Saturday night main event. Yo, throwback. <laughs> let Let me tell you this right now. I, I don't think I was even part of that life. I didn't really grow up about that life until later on me growing up uh, as a wrestling fan. Yeah. To know that was actually a nice Saturday main event life out there. And to do that recap, um, I, I think it it, it, it it touched a lot of people that was more of the old school of the Hulk Hogan era yeah, and yeah. Macho Man, the Savage era. To show them how they were and everything. And, and, and you saw it with John Cena pumping them irons because that's what they were. It was all about muscles and everything. When John Cena dropped the dumbbells and was trying to hit John Cena, he was like, I can't do it. Like, my arms are shot. Like, oh, man, there were so many great moments of this. He brings a recap of what happened to them. Uh, WrestleMania 30. What, John, but, there you go. Got WrestleMania you. 30, what's going on and everything. And John Cena uh, trying to take the chair shot of him, and and it didn't mo it didn't happen at that moment. But this time is like, oh, you know what? This is going to happen right now because you are not the future of the WWE. And a complete miss, dude. There were just so many great moments. Yeah. Uh By the way, what was it, Mister McBoss? Oh, Mc. Uh, what,
0: what was it, McBossman?
1: McBossman. That's some good shit. <laughs> Dude, that, that was great, man. There was so many great moments. But to end the night to know, you knew for a fact that John Cena was going to give uh, The Fiend that push after what happened to The Fiend. Yeah. In the last pay-per-view, even though I think a lot of wrestling fans felt like that shit had never happened with Goldberg. or whatever but for that to happen dude it was absolutely great I want to thank Bray Wyatt and I want to thank John Cena for the amazing work that they did their acting was absolutely amazing and it really showed how great the chemistry was between those two and I loved it Absolutely, yeah. loved it, man. Listen, you 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 touched on
0: literally almost everything that happened in that match. Something that you missed though that uh I think fans were waiting for for years and you know Cena always joked about it, but dude, when 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 they cut to the WCW Nitro opening and then you had Bray in the ring in the NWO shirt and then, and then you have Cena coming out, NWO baby, that's almost like dude. a whole turn. I was like, oh, I, this
1: is great. Dude, I was absolutely surprised about that. You would never have thought that was going to actually happen. And, and thank you for bringing that up because oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never thought that was going to happen. And, I, I, dude, I that was never on top of my head. Like, yo, this was going to happen. Like, So, hey, man, listen, I didn't give her a grade, but definitely an a, a plus on this, man. Oh, yes. It was yes. absolutely great, man. I... I Nothing against the, the the Undertaker and AJ man, but this brought dude, this brought so back so much memories, and I loved every minute of it, man. No, yeah, and um, this- the relationship with Bray Wyatt and John Cena, I I I think showed at that promo of what they did, of how great they did when it comes to the match, and to end the to end it with Bray Wyatt winning. Um, if, hey, listen, if you ask me, I would have loved The Fiend and Bray Wyatt being in the same ring at the same time. Um, can't be too perfect, but I would have loved that. Uh, yeah,
0: man. That Listen, that that honestly would have been a cool spot. I would have loved that. Uh, uh, but, you know, something I, I, I heard someone say after the match, and I was like, honestly, like if they wanted to spin this like that, that would be such a great storyline in my opinion, um that they were like, you know, at the end of the day, like what what happened? Like like we don't know what happened. Like was was all this in in Bray's mind, was all this in Cena's mind? Like did it actually even happen? Like like there's so many possibilities you can do here.
1: Like No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right and that we won't find that out hopefully until SmackDown. So Yeah. Uh we would we I would hope the WWE actually uh take initiative when it comes
0: to this. Yeah. Absolutely um before we move on to the main event because now that we've gotten through the boneyard and the firefly funhouse match with how successful these things were you know uh years ago vince stopped the theatrics because you know at the time he's at war with wcw and he was like you know we're gonna we're gonna put some reality some more adult content in my product to compete which is fine but hey Looking now, people really enjoyed the theatric uh, uh, matches here. Like, is this something that we may need to bring back now?
1: Uh, I'm with it. Uh, That's just like they say right now, the WWE is all about entertainment. It's different now, man. So uh, I'm with it, man. Uh, I do not want them, though, I'll be honest with you. I do not want them to make this as a norm. Yeah, or I would agree. I'm I'm actually with it. Listen, they they got a network. They have an app. They can actually do this just to 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 amuse the fans when it comes to like entertaining us. I, I I'm perfectly fine of them just doing this on their app and just making a, like a 15-20 minute video yeah. of, of 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 this type of WWE production because I'm I'm actually going to say WWE production because WWE is actually in the movie business. Uh, we we cannot forget about that too. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm with it with that. Uh, I just don't want them to get a little too comfortable. Listen, this was great during this time. Right now, just do not abuse it. That's yes, it. I agree. I agree.
0: Um. So on to the main event here, Night Two WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. What do you got here,
1: Jay? Um, this should have not been the main event. Uh, the firefly fun house, uh, should have been the main event. Uh, we already knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Brock Lesnar is a, a, an amazing wrestler. Uh, Drew McIntyre, um, I I can't really say much about him because I really don't know him that much, uh, that much, but, uh, Brock Lesnar, we know he's a, a, a great, great wrestler. But we knew what we was gonna get. Yeah. Duplex F five and that's it. Yep. Uh Drew McIntyre, we was just gonna get his finisher move and just go from there. Um mm-hmm. I personally hate these type of matches. Uh especially when you when you're you're growing up to see like the Austin and, and Rock, Shawn Michael and Bret Hart. Yeah uh, there's great main events that they just went very long. And these type of matches with Lesnar and McIntyre, it just, it just gets me upset. Like I I didn't, and you were the one that just like shoved it in my face. Like, yeah, you're talking crazy right now, Jason, for thinking (laughs) that Brock Lesnar is not going to be the main event. And I'm just like, why though? (laughs) This is the reason why you are the man and, and that knows you're wrestling more than me because this is just a waste of time, bro. Like, you could have done this as a second before the main event and had a fire phone house and I would have been fine with ending that night the way you did the Undertaker's match. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this, honestly with me, like, this, there was nothing going on. You, you did something simple move. Is it, it was longer than Gober and Strowman. So... Uh, you get, you get a B minus a C plus, but there's nothing special. Yeah, no, I'll listen, cut this real short.
0: Yeah. I think you hit it all on the spot there, man. I mean, like you said, like that's, we, we got exactly what we expected out of that match. Like there, there wasn't a, nothing else to expect in, from a Brock Lesnar match, uh, nonetheless. But before we move on to the top 10, cause I, I, I'm pretty sure you uh, did not hear anything about Monday Night Raw tonight. Pretty sure you, you haven't heard anything tonight. Um,
1: but the only thing, hey, listen, I'll tell you the only thing I saw on Monday Night Raw, uh, because I apologize, guys, I'm an essential worker, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I did see the big show tonight, I was, I, I was kind of excited oh, about so wait, that. so this,
0: so this is good, so I want so to bring it. So that was here. the
1: only thing I was excited about, but I, I, I didn't see anything on Raw, so I apologize. No, no,
0: so no, my WWE part, fans. that's that's what I was going to bring up to you. So they, they had this whole thing that was like, oh. Breaking news! Like something happened after WrestleMania went off the air, and I'm like, okay, well, sure. Like I can't wait to see what happens. So they showed what happened when WrestleMania went off the air last night. You know, Drew McIntyre came back out with his belt, and he was in an interview, and then the Big Show came out with a referee, and was like, "I'm challenging you for the WWE title right now." And they they and they had a, they had a legitimate match. Jay, I swear to, God, I was watching this match, and I was like, yo. Do not tell me they're going to have the Big Show beat Drew McIntyre right now. And the only reason why I believed it was because I was like, first of all, I know you guys do dumb stuff where you just let these old timers walk in and get championships. And I was like, two, they're going to use this to have him beat Drew so that the Big Show can promote his new show on Netflix. And I'm like, oh, my God,
1: I'm Yo, like, would, Big Show's going to you- win the title.
0: This would is going you to be
1: horrible? Up, would you be upset if I wanted the Big Show to actually win it? <laughs> I I'm not. that's the old school. That's the old school
0: of me. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm not because you know you, you you love your nostalgia and listen, that, But t-
1: also at the same time too, I think the Big Show could actually he could put on a match. He yeah, could put on a match. He, he could throw a match, and he wouldn't do what Brock Lesnar or I, I apologize to your favorite wrestler, the, the Undertaker, when it comes to these type of matches, who we'll cut it short. No, I apologize. Not the Undertaker. No, the Undertaker's still there. He he still makes it mad. It was mostly Goldberg. I apologize. Mostly <laughs> Goldberg. I Apologize. But we'll go from there.
0: But um yeah, I mean listen, I I was like, Oh my it wasn't even that too. I also felt like, dude, don't don't let this guy beat Brock and then take away his moment. Like, like really? Like, are you really gonna do that? And then when he actually um, won, I was like, Oh thank God. It's like Jesus <laughs>
1: that, smart move on WWE. I was actually surprised to see the book show up there, so Agreed. Okay, we're going to move on to the last segment of our
0: show. But before we do that, Jay, today in wrestling history, April 6th, do you know what happened today? April 6th, what year? 2014. You definitely don't know what happened. Oh,
1: definitely not. Definitely not. I apologize. Jay, this was the
0: day six years ago that the Undertaker streak ended.
1: Ooh, wait. Oh, this was with. Brock, Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Six years what? ago today. So, question: I'm just going to ask you. I'm not going to even put my input into it, man. Talk to me. Uh, um, by the way, the greatest meme of character when uh the Undertaker lost against Brock Lesnar. Uh, to see that fan and, yes. and, and absolutely shocked this great. Yes, but yes. <laughs> Do you feel like that was the right move for that to happen? Uh, For Taker to lose the shriek? streak yes but Uh, not only the losing the streak but losing the streak to Brock Lesnar granted if you ask me Brock did not need that that's the reason why I'm trying to make this figure out um well I
0: I definitely think I knew Taker would lose the streak at some point because you know all good things come to an end um it's funny because ah Years later now, you know, at the time I was like, "Oh, why would you give it to Brock? You know, he's not going to re-sign once his contract is up. He's going to go back to UFC. This is stupid." But look, here we are six years later, and he's still with the company. So, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm mad that Brock won. Uh, I mean, in some ways, it definitely did do things. I mean, like you said, he didn't need it, but you know, it's it's believable. You know, you you would honestly believe that Brock Lesnar would beat the Undertaker. <laughs> It's definitely believable okay, um, but I do think you know if you wanted to give it to a younger talent, that was probably the better move, you know to push push a talent to the moon. but again, you know, we got Brock it it happens it happens All
1: right.
0: okay, Jay, so today's top ten was at the idea of today's top ten was actually brought to us by you. I said yes. to you I was like I was like Jay, I was like. We're going to do a top 10. W- what top 10 do you think? And we're, what are we going to do? Top 10 tag teams? Top 10 Intercontinental Champions? What top 10 do you want to do? And you said, you know what? I think it would be really fun if we did the top 10 Raw after Mania moments. And honestly, I couldn't have think of a better uh, top 10 to do today. And so, that was J- very tough, by the way. <laughs> so, Jay, I'm going to let you take it away
1: with your number 10 on your top 10. All right. Uh, so the fans that are listening to right now, to our podcast, uh, we did not uh, join together to figure out what is going on. So this is going to be our first time actually listening to this. Yep. Uh, so we're going to go to April 4th, 2016. An awesome upset. This was when Zach Ryder... Got the inter- uh, intercontinental champion to win at WrestleMania 32 against Kevin Owens in the seven-man ladder match. By the way, I, it was really a good match. Yep. Uh, but the Miz cut it real short <laughs> for the writer the next day and actually won. But this is also was talk about the Miz having probably one of the typical moments. Of being one of the great runs, he actually put the Intercontinental Champion back on that streak for a while because the Intercontinental Champion at that time was just like, No, yeah, hey, like this is not how it was back then. So, uh, the Intercontinental Champion with the Miz during that time after that, uh, Zack Ryder, and I feel bad for Zack Ryder because it was such a great moment for him to win it during that time, but the Miz uh typically had an awesome run with the title which showed both Miz and the title restored the former glory of it in fact Miz had been doing the best work of his career ever since then after that man so that was my number 10
0: i listen that you're absolutely right you know and That that moment is heartbreaking because, you know, seeing Zack Ryder finally get that WrestleMania moment and then just have it all, you know, taken away a day later. You know, you're absolutely correct there. My number 10 is actually the speech that Ultimate Warrior gave uh, the night after WrestleMania 30, uh, April 7th, 2014. Uh, Listen, you know, that that, that was the last time we all saw Ultimate Warrior alive, man. You know, he came out, he gave this speech about about the fans and how much he loved them. And, you know, they're the ones who kept the Ultimate Warrior, uh, the idea of him alive. And, you know, listen, at that time, he had already just joined to be an ambassador for them. So he was going to be around a lot longer. And sadly, you know, two days later, we lost him. So just looking back at that moment and, like, hearing and, like hearing his words and seeing what happened now, it's you, you almost feel his words even, even more. Because, like, it, it was almost like, it, it was serendipitous
1: almost. But yeah, yeah that, you're right. You're right. That's my, that's actually, my number 10. I actually didn't think about that. You're right, right. Uh so my number nine is actually April 7, 2014. Paige turned the diva division around, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, listen. Long before the four Horsemen, we cannot forget about Paige, man. Paige is doing great in the woman wrestling division and the NXT, man. The next Day. She surprisingly came on the main roster after WrestleMania 30. She had a battle with AJ Lee and captured the the, uh, the Divas Championship. Man, where can we talk Undisputed right here, bro? Yo, she had the NXT and the Divas title, man. And this was a st- listen. I I, I, I think the crowd went absolutely crazy when page won because this is 2014. This is when NXT was still like getting what they had to get to right now. And she page absolutely got it big right now. And listen, I'm not trying to disrespect anything when it comes to Tristatus, Lita, Sable, Sonny, like there's a good amount of diva wrestlers out there. Yeah. And let's, you know what? Let me take that back. Not Diva Wrestler. Female wrestlers that were absolutely great. Even if they were not wrestling or not. They did a great promo. They did a great wrestling at the end of the day. But let's not forget about what Paige really did to the women division. Yeah. And and and, and from there on, man, we just got this great moment when it came to the Four Horks, man. When it comes to Charlotte, uh, Becky. Bailey, and the boss, man. Um, Sean, please tell me (laughs) right now. Sasha Banks. There you go. But uh, Paige, man, it was a big moment, man. And I think we cannot forget about that. So, yes, Paige turning the Divas division around, man, I think was a big difference back then, man.
0: Yeah, man. Listen, you know. I, I, I had to had to agree with you on that one. I, I remember watching that moment live, and you know, I knew who Paige was, and when I saw her came out, I was like, "Oh, this is this is big." And then for her to capture the the Divas Championship on her first night was very shocking. Uh, my number nine, March eighteenth, two thousand and two, right after WrestleMania eighteen, we get the debut of Brock Lesnar. Ooh, he all right. came out. And he just destroyed anything that was in the ring, anything and everyone. And it honestly showed the dominance that he can do in a ring. And listen, that moment absolutely
1: showed off what, what, and who was gonna be the next big thing, which was Brock Lesnar. All right, I definitely have that on my list, but I'll tell you what number that is when it comes up. I'm with it. Uh, the next one is. April 1st, 1996. Ooh. Mankind makes his first oppression in the WWE Raw, man. Hey. Uh, this was coming out after WrestleMania 12. This was the new era of Shawn Michael as the WWE champion. And Diesel was actually leaving the company during that time. Oof. Uh, so this was their time to actually build some new stars and having some new features. And Mankind was that guy at the moment. Uh Mankind actually had his debut match that day against my man Bob Holly. Hey. A great wrestler by the way. Uh making it very short uh short with him uh with the victory. But we cannot forget, however, that would not be the last time we saw Mankind that evening and uh the nineteen ninety six on uh, April first uh we had a match between the undertaker and Bradshaw, where immediately the uh mankind came through and gave him the mandible claw and choked the undertaker out like until the securities pulled him away. yeah, it was actually a surprise man and and this was one of the one of the first impressions uh that we got it why would you not do you one of your really great depression uh first impression uh when it comes to the undertaker uh that man caught doing that to him and um this feud was absolutely great with mankind and the undertaker they had some really great matches we cannot forget the hell in a cell match in 1998 uh that they had so yeah that was my number eight
0: nice man and listen yo it was definitely uh the start of a phenomenal rivalry between those two. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, my number eight, March 30th, 1998. This is right after WrestleMania 14. Xbox, Xbox joins DX. Wow. So, you know, listen, th- th- this is a big moment that people don't step back and realize. You know, look, Shawn Michaels at th- at this time was done. He was done wrestling. It was over for him. And Triple H came out and was like, listen, I'm running DX now, and I'm going to make DX where I want to make it. And he says, listen, you know, when I was looking to to rebuild DX how I want to, the DX army, he's like, I look to my blood, I look to my heart. And when he threw the finger to see who was coming out, it was X-Pac, who at the time was employment or just finished employment with WCW, who at the time WWE is at war with. So what bigger shot to have one of your former talent come out, show that he's back, and then, you know, talk all he's got to talk about WCW. Oh, that's you're right,
1: you're right. That's my number eight. All right. So my number seven, um, I think probably people are gonna feel some type of way about this or anything, but it was definitely the Ric Flair retirement. Okay. This was a year when uh, Ric Flair battled against Shawn Michael at WrestleMania 24. Uh, we heard the iconic words, I'm sorry, I love you, before Michael hit him with the sweet Team music to the Nature Boy ending his career. On Monday Night Raw, everyone walked from the live celebrating his career because they gave Ric Flair his opportunity to actually celebrate it with his family The Four Horsemen actually came out there, too, to celebrate it. Even The Undertaker. Yep. And um, everybody shed tears. Ric Flair shed tears, man. But I can also forget the tears that I shed out here for Ric Flair during that time, man. Uh, Knowing that he was actually going to leave. And um, he had such an amazing career, man. And we just want to thank him for that. But, yeah, that was my number seven moment with Ric Flair, man. No, definitely. Listen, that that absolutely is a great moment. But it's funny you bring up a retirement because my number seven is actually
0: HBK retirement speech, Ugh. March twenty ninth, two thousand ten. Listen, you know we we all knew it was coming with his match with Taker. We we knew that you know this this is the end of the road for Shawn Michaels. We we all felt it, like we we just had that feeling. But you know the reason why you know I, I didn't put his retirement lower or, or higher in a sense on my list is he, he got to come out and say what he wanted to say but you know i, I would have liked a little more uh respect towards sean from the from the back, back and listen maybe he didn't want that which is absolutely fine you know it was his retirement but I, I would have liked a little bit more respect from from other wrestlers to come out and you know show it to sean michaels
1: i'll definitely get back to you on that because sean Michaels is actually on my list but we'll we'll go back on that okay uh My next one, number six, will be March 18, 2002. Hulk Hogan opens up Raw after WrestleMania 18. Uh, John, you and me actually watched a recap on WrestleMania 18 with The Rock and Hulk Hogan. We did. And, dude, we can honestly say, like, everybody really wanted Hulk Hogan to win. It did not look like they wanted The Rock to win at all, man. Yeah. Uh, but it The Rock won. Uh, but Hulk Hogan opens up RAW the next day at WrestleMania 18. This was a sellout, of over seventeen thousand people, and the crowd absolutely went nuts, man. And I can't say that about anybody else when it comes to opening up on a Raw the way Hulk Hogan's did. And, th- and this is the NWO Hulk Hogan. Imagine if he had his uh, his other theme song. man. I think he could have went crazy. But yeah, man. Um, I'm going to ask you a question real quick because I could be All wrong right. about this. But um, Hulk Hogan also mentioned that he wanted a rematch with The Rock, but that never happened, right? Uh, They had a rematch about a
0: year mm, – about a year later. Uh, I think it was at – it was at a pay-per-view. I, I, I want to say maybe No Way Out. Maybe it was that. But him and The Rock did have a rematch, and The Rock
1: won that match as well. Yeah. Hogan was talking about at that moment, he's like – does not need to be today? Does not need to be tomorrow? All this other stuff. But I'm going to have with you. But, hey, there was nothing going to be out uh, best when it comes to WrestleMania 18. Because we had a, an amazing match with The Rock and uh, Hulk Hogan. And I appreciate that. But the reaction of these fans for uh, Hulk Hogan was actually great. So, yeah, that was my number six. No, listen, you're absolutely
0: correct. It was definitely a great moment. Uh, my number six here, March 31st. 2003, the debut of Goldberg in the WWE. <laughs> Listen, uh, a a big reason why I put this on my list, man. When when WWE acquired WCW, you know, people were thinking, "Oh man, we're getting, we're getting Sting, we're getting Goldberg, we're getting all these big names." And all these big names were like, "Nah, we're good. We're just
1: gonna stay home. We're 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 good." I apologize. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. I did not realize about that until I found out that they were actually in the contract for Time Warner Cable. Yeah, I didn't know there was two different yeah. contracts, bro. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, so, so... I, I apologize. So you're telling me the big stars were under Time Warner Cable, like the big stars were actually Time Warner Cable, while yeah. everybody else was just like a contract, I guess, with WCW. Like I, I didn't know, but that was weird, man. I didn't know that was yeah. even a thing.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so it comes 2003, you know, we, we get Goldberg out here interrupting The Rock. And he comes down. He's like, hey, Rock, you want to know who's next? You're next. And he hits The Rock with one of the greatest spears i the team from Goldberg. So, yeah, that's my,
1: that's my number six. All right. Uh, number five, The Rocks and John Cena set a date for WrestleMania 28, man. Oof. Uh, this was actually something special. Um, this was a time The Rock actually made his long debut from February 2011 and was leading on to try to have, I want to say have a match with John Cena, but going towards that way, um, eventually they had a dispute. Cena actually hitting with the attitude adjustment mm-hmm. days before WrestleMania twenty seven. During that time, uh John Cena was defending his belt in WrestleMania twenty seven where the rock just came in and just like messed that up for John Cena. Yeah. So you know John Cena the next next night came through and wanted to respond in action for challenging the great one. The great one. <laughs> uh to a match where the Rock agreed, but The Rock said, I want this to be at WrestleMania 28 in my hometown of Miami. Dude, that was the first match booked for WrestleMania 28. Mean that was a year yeah. that was going to happen. Dude, you we have to think. That no injury happened. It was. Yo. Listen, I. By the way, there was really some great promos. Like John Cena had a had a fruity pebbles made for him because of The Rock. Like that's how good The Rock can make other people great, man. Yeah. And it just so like and this. Is what it went on and everything. Um, it, it was a risky move to do something that's gonna happen a year later. But it, it says at the end of the show, it built up a great, uh, a great moment, and, and they had a great match. So it was WrestleMania Five, man. The Rock and John Cena, man. He set the date of WrestleMania 28, yeah, in 2011, man. Something great. Uh minor five is actually something that you've already mentioned before, uh,
0: the Ric Flair retirement speech. Uh, you know, you, you touch on it. You know, this is. There's one of those moments where you know everyone came out to show respect to honestly, possibly the greatest of all time, to the nature boy.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, and, my Oh, I apologize. And you see, um, yeah, man, you see you see all these people come out showing respect. Even the Undertaker. Undertaker, who does not break character very often, you know, came out and showed respect. So yep, that's sure. that's why I gotta throw it up there at number five.
1: Alright. Uh my number four. I I thought about this very hard because this could have been a very more higher on my list. Okay. But it was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H Alliance. Two-man power trip, baby. <laughs> <laughs> April 2nd, 2001. This coming out arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all time during that time. WrestleMania 17, man. Yes, sir. Wrestle seven WrestleMania seventeen. So Stone Cold Steve Austin. Do not think about he joined Vince McMahon. Like what is happening? Like we was all mind. Apologize. We was all mind fucked during that moment, man. Like it was just mind blowing, and the Rock lost the championship. Like you could have thought and like yo, the Rock could have won this moment. What happened is he got these all these chair shots. So The Rock came out with a vengeance. He wanted to win. Well, not win, but he wanted to challenge Stone Cold. He's like, "Yo, at this, I, I want my match right now. Like, this is BS what happened. He yep. asked for a steel cage match against him as the main event. The Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Lawson, agreed to it. But there was something iffy about it something iffy about it so before the uh, people chant the rock triple h super randomly just came out of nowhere and just just came in by the way triple h triple h had an amazing match against the undertaker yeah at that wrestlemania like this was a really good match so he came out really strong and 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 he came out here you're just like why triple h why is Triple H here and he he's having this spew with Austin and everything and this and that. Next thing you notice, just to get the Rock with a sledgehammer on the Rock, and this is when Austin and Triple H join their team together and had that. What's the name again, John? Two Man Power Trip. Something that could have been absolutely amazing. Because this was the time when Austin had the World, uh, the WWE World Championship. Uh, Triple H eventually got the Intercontinental uh, Intercontinental yep. Champion. And they also got their tag team. Yep. But this is was also the downfall on Triple H in some ways when he got injured. Yeah, we really didn't see the full potential between this. This is the reason why he got number four. But, dude, this is something great, man. This was yep. absolutely something great, and and we tend to forget this, but we don't know when the Attitude Era really was finished, but a lot of people put this that the Attitude Era was done during this time. So, yep, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Triple H joined together April 2nd, 2001, man.
0: Nice. I, listen, you're absolutely correct. That was absolutely a great moment. Um, my number four, April 3rd, 2017 the raw opens with roman reigns the night after he beats the undertaker at wrestlemania now listen at the time we're thinking you know taker's done he did his whole his whole spiel putting the coat in the ring the hat in the ring the gloves in the ring walking off whatever let me tell you something because i watched this i watched this live roman reigns came out to this crowd and I kid you not, for ten to fifteen minutes, this crowd booed Roman Reigns so loud it it was unbelievable. Whenever he tried to speak, they booed him. Um, they would they would chant crazy things at him. This is the this is one of the only times in history that because I'm surprised. I, I guess WWE had to let it happen where fans were were cursing at Roman Reigns. And I mean, I guess because there were so many, you know, you, you can't really try to edit that out in any way. But, dude, I mean, again, because like, excuse me for what I'm about to say here, but you have
1: thousands of fans chanting "fuck you, Roman" <laughs> on a Monday Night Raw. And uh, then, by the by, the way, was this the time when The Rock was actually trying to help him too?
0: No, th- th- this, this oh, was okay. uh, this was time after. Yeah, yeah. And then for this man to, I mean, listen, you know, he was doing his job, you know, I I get it. To have the gall to once he finally got to get to speak, all he said, it's my yard now. And the booze erupted. So this is just one of those moments where, you know, I I was watching live and I couldn't
1: believe what I was seeing. So that's my number four there. All right. So my number three is something that you mentioned earlier today was, but the Brock Lesnar retarded to Raw. Uh, this was also coming during the time where it was coming off in the successful WrestleMania 28. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's coming in right now. Like you wasn't expecting Brock Lesnar coming out anytime soon. Like, we didn't know what was Ooh. going on with Brock Lesnar right now. The Rock comes out here with his electrifying for the audience. CM Punk. Let's not forget about him defending the WWE champion that night, man. Yeah. Closing out that night. John Cena was dressing his loss to The Rock. And instead of The Rock coming out, Brock Lesnar makes his first debut for the WWE appearance after eight years. Yeah. Eight years. We're talking about eight years in the terms of, like, Brock Lesnar is coming out here to play football. That didn't happen. He did his little MMA. It was a successful in some ways. But Whatever. When his entrance came on for the music and hit the arena, the reaction that happened was absolutely crazy. This was also the time that he months was coming out of UFC, was like, oh, I'm going to retire UFC. You just didn't know what Brock Lesnar was happening. Yeah. And besides, they couldn't end the night with Brock Lesnar coming, his music and everything. No, he had to be reckless. He came out and did the F five on John Cena and then made the crowd absolutely go crazy. So <laughs> that was my number three for the Brock Lesnar.
0: I hear you, man. My number three is actually something you have already mentioned. Cena Rock announcing their match a year in advance. Another thing, you know, I watched live, man, you know, you had these two who were like, listen, The the time for talk is over. We're going to get this on. And, you know, at the time, you know, I'm thinking, oh, you know, maybe the next pay-per-view or SummerSlam. I don't know. But for them to be like, nah, nah, nah. WrestleMania 28. Me and you. The Rock. Cena. You were just amazed. Because, again, like you said earlier, never has a match been announced a year in advance. And not only a match at WrestleMania, the main event has been announced a year in advance. So yeah, listen, I I I got to agree. This one one was absolutely amazing.
1: All right, so number two for me is is because I'm just a big Shawn Michaels fan. But Shawn Michaels leaving the building (laughs) after uh, WrestleMania. uh, Come on, mistake. WrestleMania 26. I apologize. This was March 29, 2010. This is Shawn Michaels after coming short against The Undertaker of WrestleMania 25. You knew Shawn Michael over and over wanted to have a rematch with the Undertaker. But the Undertaker just completely ignored it. Didn't want it to happen. He's like, you had your chance, but it's not going to happen. Uh, but this didn't happen until Shawn Michael uh, had the Dead Man sealed when he had his first loss on the heavyweight champion in February 2010. Yeah, Shawn Michaels came out here Caused the Undertaker To lose his World Heavyweight Championship And that's when the Undertaker Was like you know what F it I'm going to take it You know what you did that to me This is what's going to happen But you know what if this is going to happen If I beat you you're going to lose Your career is over and everything Yep This was supposed to be the match And I say this That Shawn Michaels was supposed to win Shawn so Michael was supposed to be the one that was supposed to break the streak of the Undertaker, but it didn't happen, whatever. Uh, so Shawn Michael had the opportunity to say his farewell the next day on Raw uh, to show his legendary career. Granted, it didn't have the same effect that Ric Flair had when it was with Shawn Michael and Ric Flair,
0: Yeah. but
1: to see... Shawn Michael be in an emotion and be embraced by his best friend Triple H on the top of the stage was very touching. no and, yeah, uh, me as a me as a Shaw Michaels fan, this was definitely my number two. Uh, my number two, you actually just mentioned it a couple minutes
0: ago. Uh, the return of Brock Lesnar man that was something that uh us as wrestling fans thought we would never see. You know, Brock left, as you said, he tried his football, didn't work out. Uh, he actually was very successful in the UFC, but still, like, uh, I, I, never, I never would have thought Brock coming back to WWE, ever. Not not in a lifetime. And then, listen, like you said, when his music hits, that arena erupted. Erupted they, with the fans. No, you're absolutely right. They went absolutely crazy when that happened. So, yeah, that, that, that's my number two. You know, we, we weren't mm-hmm. expecting Brock to come out. He came out here. He gave Cena that F5, and, you know, he's been on a a rampage ever
1: since. So, my number one. Oh, I'm excited. You mentioned it already, but this is me just, I guess, being old. (laughs) It was definitely the Attitude Era of the D-Generation X under a new management. This is March 30, 1998. This was the WrestleMania 14 when Shawn Michael seemingly wrestled at that moment his last match against The cold. Yep. And that put the future in the DX. We didn't know what was going on with DX. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawn Michael and Triple H was absolutely amazing as a uh, two partnership when it came to the DX. For the longest time, as we can remember, this was a Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and China. But now, HBK is gone. Um, Let's give a little fact, too. Shawn Michaels was going through some tough time right now. So this was a break that he probably needed at the moment. So we didn't really know what was going to happen. But you know what? This was the debut of the new D.A.S.H. The DX, where Triple H actually took initiative. I think this is what really built Triple H. Let's not forget, Triple H was was put hard on the WWE after the situation when it came to uh, Kevin Nash got yeah. And he was in the ring with Shawn Michaels. Saying goodbye to them and the WWE didn't not like that. So they they put Triple H down big time. Yep. And uh Shawn Michael was a big reason why Triple H got where he got. Yep. And when Shawn Michael left during that time in nineteen ninety-eight after the WrestleMania 14, this put him in the in a bigger stage where he took initiative. Uh this was less than twenty-four hours of Michaels hanging up his boots. Triple H wasted no time doing the replacement. Uh, like you said, with X-Pac. And X-Pac went ham on WCW. Yeah, And went crazy on uh, Eric Bischoff and WCW. And shot crazy fired at him. And he was like, oh, what's going on right now? This and that, blah, blah, blah. But we... Did not end the night with that. We also ended the night. That you failed to mention. The new age outlaw. Has joined the DX. Toward the end of the night. Yep. That made it in a very iconic. Way when it comes to the DX. And nothing against Sean. And Triple H. But this put Triple H. To a higher. uh, uh, Level when it comes to the DX, but himself. And we have some really, really, really great moments with this second generation of the DX. We're even talking about the DX invading WCW, and we cannot forget that. And this is, like I said, me being a bias, because I guess I love the Attitude Era, but the DX... Under the new uh, new management on Triple H was absolutely great. So, that was yeah, my man. Number.
0: Listen, uh, listen, man. Like you said, like that that moment is – the the ripples from that moment is, is what made it so amazing. Uh, my number one here is uh, Dolph Ziggler cashes in the Money in the Bank. Oh my gosh, are you really putting that as number one? Have you ever watched it though? Have you? Now, you see, this is coming from someone who, you you weren't watching wrestling at this time, so you don't know, like, how much people loved Dolph Ziggler. People loved him, and all we wanted was for him to be the world champion. And at WrestleMania 29, we all chanted for him to come out and cash in, and he didn't. But the next night on Raw, he came out, and it was one of the only times i have see a crowd erupt so crazy and then when he actually won the title, the crowd went bananas. So, yes. This is my number one pick. Dolph Ziggler cashing in successfully his money in the bank to become the new world heavyweight champion.
1: Alright, John. I'm not going to argue with you with that. That's what you feel. That's what you feel. <laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah. Listen, everyone. That was our top ten. You know, If you liked any of these moments, you should definitely, if you have the network, you know, go, go back. Check some of them out. Relive them. It's That's all we have now is time, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We're absolutely right, man. But listen, uh, God bless every essential worker out here right now that's doing what they're doing right now to keep us safe right now. We, um, If you don't know that, me and John, we're from New York City, and um, it's some tough times right here, man. But um, I just want to thank the WWE, man, for um, giving this uh, great moment, uh, giving us a show when there's some tough times right now where we don't have sports to actually watch right now. so. I want to thank them for that. And um, I appreciate everything they're doing right now at this moment, but let's not forget the essential worker that's helping us and, and, and trying to save us uh, save us at this moment during this tough time. And um, yeah, man, but listen, we had a great WrestleMania 36 uh, great moments on that. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast the way uh, me and John did, because uh, we enjoyed our wrestling moments and we love everything about wrestling, man.
0: Absolutely. And listen, Jason, I don't think I could have said it better better myself, man. And, you know, I want to actually say thank you to coming on to the podcast. And, you know, listen, I, I hope you had fun. And listen, I, I would definitely love to have you back on here again at some point.
1: Absolutely, man. Um, this is great to be my first time being on a podcast. But, uh, yeah, I definitely would love to be back out here again as long as we're talking some old WWE wrestling um, moment. So I'm with it.
0: Sounds good, man. Again, thank you for coming on. For Jason Aquindo, I'm Jonathan Sample. This has been the Two Jobbers and a Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. We'll keep jobbing, guys. See you guys later.